Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. This is the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet read a poem and talk about where the poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, and today our guest is Kevin Latour. Kevin is a poet and writer from North Carolina, and his work has appeared in The Blotter, Echo Literary Magazine, and Walter Magazine, among others. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, Rose. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to place a poem in Reformed Journal. Well, we're thrilled um, to have you here and to get to hear your poem and talk about it. So let's hear your poem, uh, True Believer, this morning. True Believer. I realized in a whisper that I was north of God by a question of leagues. Or it was east, or south, or unending west. No, I whisper back. It is north, truly north, as true as a blind painter. I begin to beat back the brush of the trail and the sky hangs overhead like the feet of martyrs, those heavens gaping like a trench behind me, behind us, all the others also plunging south to return God's parry. We hope to see in the seeping mists, but we know our handmade yokes weigh down our lowered heads like altar boys. We trusted that we are rippling in unseen waters. We wander down heaven's compass. Thank you for that reading. So... Tell us about this poem. Where does it come from? Certainly. I think really it's, uh, it's like the rest of my life. It comes from books. Um, so it's, it's an interesting kind of confluence of things. For one, it was uh, Fox's Book of the Martyrs. Mm -hmm. um, for another, it was Jeremiah, which I've, I've read here and there. And then, you know, it's also informed by the awareness of suffering. I mean, I'm going to sound like such a poet for saying that, but... <laughs> It really is this sense of what are we to do with this? Where do we look for the Lord in this? Um, so I think that was kind of the, the little seed. That was the image and then spent a bit of time uh, wrestling with it. Actually, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and spent a bit of time wrestling with it. Uh, there were many longer, uglier versions. So... Yeah. So tell me about that. What does that look like for you when you start with that idea? And what kind do you have any sort of like standard practices or things that you do to help you get from initial idea to published poem? I begin with a word vomit always. Ah. There's usually a line or a sense of an image. And then I just try to straight write without thinking about that for as long as my hand will go. And that's on the left-hand side of the notebook. And then on the right-hand side of the notebook, I'll come back a couple days or maybe a couple weeks later and look at what I had written in a fever dream and be like, okay, there might be a poem in here somewhere. And I uh, distill. And that's kind of the first draft really of the poem. And sure. then I'll, I do a lot of reading aloud. Uh, yeah. Especially once there's a version, I'll read it aloud and underline things and cross things out. And it's, it's interesting. It, it becomes very auditory by the end. So that's how that's kind of how this happened. Yeah. And that's part of the reason we love to have poets on and to read their poem and to talk about it. So when you're reading it to yourself, what are you looking for? Are you looking for certain sounds or rhythms? 
what is kind of guiding your impulse there? It definitely is a question of rhythm. Uh, I was a I was a poor poetry student, and so when it comes to things like meter or really okay. the formal the formal kind of linguistic realities of poetry, I am finding the back door into those now as an adult. So mostly it's does it work and mm. it's it's like music you can't i can't really explain why it works i just know that it clicks in some little hair in my inner ear um so reading it aloud that brings to me like a rhythm of you know for instance from this poem i was north of god by a question of leagues i don't know why exactly that rhythm or that collection of syllables in that order clicks but I only knew that it did because I read it aloud a lot. It's strange. I don't know if that's even an answer. No, that is. And that's so interesting that you said that particular line, because that was the line for me that I was North of God by a question of leagues. I was like, okay, I'm here for this poem now. Let's see where it goes. Um, and so that line worked really, really well for me. So interesting that you picked that one to talk about. Cause that that's my favorite line. I think line in the poem. So you men mentioned like Fox's Book of Martyrs and and reading. Um, when you're thinking about these texts that are influencing what you're writing, what does that look like for you? I guess my question is, how do you know when to let go, when to let things influence you, when to depart, when to stick with the influence? I always assume that something should influence me, certainly in the earliest drafts. Yeah. Um, I think it, a poem really only becomes distinct with the revision process because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, like I said, it's to me, it's almost an automatic writing session where it's just here are feelings and sensations that have no doubt been given to me by other books and maybe my feelings about those other books, but they aren't mine yet. Um, so certainly as far as bringing in influences, I like to be as influenced as possible until I'm able to step back and be like, okay, where is the synthesis? Where are, you know, the stylistic little lifts that I want to take out of, you know, this novel or that phrase? And how can I keep those as nods, but also keep them within a poem that is still its own entity that's not derivative? I don't know. It's, it's cliche, but it's not a science. No, but I think that's interesting because I think we're getting a sense of sort of your impulse or what is guiding you in your decision making, which is something that I want my students to think about. Um, so that's really helpful for me anyway. So thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. Um, no, I I enjoy reading precisely for this reason. Yeah. It's because there is so much to be influenced by. And, you know, I wish I could write something for every book that moved me. Right. There's not enough time, but that is, that's the pleasure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Can you read the poem again for us one more time? We can really listen for those, the sounds and the cadences and the music um, that you've included here. True believer. I realized in a whisper that I was north of God by a question of leagues, or it was east or south or unending west. No, I whisper back. It is north, truly north, as true as a blind painter. I begin to beat back the brush of the trail, and the sky hangs overhead like the feet of martyrs, those heavens gaping like a trench behind me, behind us, all the others also plunging south to return God's parry. 
We hope to see in the seeping mists, but we know that our handmade yokes weigh down our lowered head like altar boys. We trusted that we are rippling in unseen waters. We wander down heaven's compass. Thank you so much for the reading and the conversation. Of course. Thank you for the chance to appear on the podcast, but also in pages of Reformed Journal. You can read True Believer by Kevin Latour at reformjournal.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry on the Reform Journal website.